well, no, people, you could choose to have a gun. And I go, no, I want the government to pay for my guns then. If that's what you want, it's a right. I want my government to pay for my guns. And they'll be like, well, that's not how that works. I go, no, so it's not, but it's a right. Right? So I want my gun paid for then. If you want your health care paid for, I want my gun paid for. It's a right. The old gunfighter stood on the porch and stared into the sun and relived all the old days back when he was living by the gun. When deadly games of pride were played and living was mistakes not made. And the thought of the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke The thought of the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke And it's always keep you back to the sun And you can almost feel the weight of that gun It's faster than snakes or the blink of an eye And it's a time for all slow men to die his eyes get squinty and he's straight as a log As he empties his gun at the dirty dog And he's hit by the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke Hit by the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke Now the burn of a bullet is only a scar And he's back in his chair in front of the bar And the streets are empty and the blood's all dry the dead are dust and the whiskey's inside. So buy him a drink and lend him an ear. He's nobody's fool and he's the only one here who remembers the smell of the black powder smoke and the stand in the street at the turn of a joke. Remembers the smell of the black powder smoke and the stand in the street at the turn of a joke. Said I stood in that street before it was paved. I learned to shoot or be shot before I could shave. And I did it all for the money and the fame. Noble was nothing but feeling no shame. And nothing was sacred but staying alive. And all that I learned from a cold 45 was to cuss the smell of the black powder smoke and the stand in the street at the turn of a joke. Cuss the smell of the black powder smoke and the stand in the street at the turn of a joke. Now he's just an old man that nobody believes Says he's a gunfighter, the last of his breed And there's ghosts in the streets seeking revenge Calling him out to the lunatic fringe He's out in the traffic now checking the sun And he's killed by a car as he goes for his gun So much for the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke So much for the smell of the black powder smoke And the stand in the street at the turn of a joke Yo, 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 welcome back to Build a Horn, uh, episode 20, I think, or 19, I don't know. I'm going to keep this uh, short and sweet. Uh, today's guest is my friend Adam Nutter, Philly-based comic uh, producer and uh, creator at uh, Drop Tent Media Productions, host of the Coat of Us, uh, sorry, host of Coat of Us podcast, check that out. Uh, don't want to waste too much time. Just enjoy the episode. I'm going to be back doing these more freaking frequently. I'm going to try some new things out in the near future. But for now, enjoy my conversation with Adam. Have fun. Have happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Hey, so yeah, I don't think uh, just because they're Vietnamese, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. But if that's your... 
I stand by my opinions, you know. Okay, we're recording. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody from the uh, episode. I think it's uh, 20 of Bull the Horn. Uh, we're back after, I think, a three month hiatus. Uh, just, uh, I don't think I feel, I don't feel like I have anything that needs to be heard to say right now, but yeah, I have a guest. <laughs> uh welcome adam nutter everybody thank you sir thank you thank you thank you uh so was, thanks for agreeing to do this uh i think i met you at the beginning of the year at the punchline that one time i think uh, so yeah i think we met at the very beginning of the year and you were like new to philly right kind of yeah i moved here september of last yeah. year so i had been here for like th uh, four or five months right and um uh, and i i like that you were like the only comic in philly that is not like I'm not let me uh, like you're outspokenly uh libertarian very much so <laughs> yes just uh, <laughs> uh, some like a I don't know I don't want to call it an ideology but a line of thinking that I kind yeah. of like and agree with and I voted libertarian in 2016 same I mean we could get into that about how awful Gary Johnson is but but yeah <laughs> he had that video that he picked a heart attack he's the worst dude that, he sucked him <laughs> I was like oh that made me laugh that's why that's like it was funny uh, yeah that was funny but he he was not a good candidate but yeah yeah so I'm, I'm very outwardly spokenly libertarian yes <laughs> but yeah because I, I mean I know there's like a couple other comics that are like not super left-wing but they're like not outspoken about it and like I don't mind not I don't mind like talking about it I just I've been trying to avoid getting into Facebook arguments with people because there's like no, I'm not going to gain anything out of that. Like, dude, you're right. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is like, I posted one thing on Facebook about the election and I was like, listen, I'm not team blue or team red. As many of you know, you know, open, very again, openly libertarian, go, go on multiple libertarian podcasts. I mean, I think I'm going to start a libertarian podcast myself soon. Uh, I have a fucking libertarian hat. Sure. I'm a lifetime dues paying libertarian member of the libertarian party. Like I don't fuck around. Like I, this is, I, I truly believe in the idea of liberty. Right. I, I, I really do. So like when you see a lot of these other comics and they're liberal minded, that's fine. Mm -hmm. We, we agree with a lot of things, but it's like, Sometimes a lot of these other comics are just so like, you know, oh, you have to also think exactly how I think. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're not friends then. <laughs> that's that's where I draw the line. You see the one lot. kid, uh, it was about a month ago, I think, he went on the Philly Comedy Group and asked about, uh, he's like, I have about, I think, 117,000 followers on TikTok. Yes, and yes, I, yes. And yes, I yes. want to try to stand up, start stand up. And someone went on his page and saw that he was like had some pro-Trump picture or beam or whatever. And people just started shitting on the kid. I was yeah, like, Jesus Christ! Like I know. So, uh, so uh, to my Facebook thing, so I posted one thing on Facebook, right? I was like, I was like, every many, many of you know, I'm not team red or team blue. I'm team gold or team yellow, whatever you call it. But I was like, I just find it very ironic that for the last four years, I heard all my left leaning friends say like how how scared they are, how their rights are being taken away, all this negative shit, how it's not cool to make fun of that, all that stuff. Oh, the election was rigged. And, and then and then four years go by and your guy wins and it's all like fuck you losers it's like you're no better than what you rallied against for four years i had to listen to every day on social media everyday conversation at at shows and wherever i had to hear it for four five but now you're doing the same shit to that side i'm like i think that's fucking hypocritical be the change you want to be yeah because you're no better most people were like, oh, it's pretty, f you know, one dude uh, is a comic, uh, 
black comic is important for this, I guess, this part of the story because he started, by the way, he never talked to me before, really. But now's the time to let's get into it. Like, like, what are you thinking, dude? Like, mm-hmm. that's the other thing about this whole environment is like people you never spoke to just they feel they have the right to just speak to you at a certain level of way mm-hmm. like a very aggressive negative tone and like listen man people gotta know is like i'm not like i'm not like from the fucking street i'm from staten island from the from a, a decent middle class part of staten island here's the part though man i don't fucking play this shit like i don't play this bullshit game of like we're in the arts like no no no, no. i also used to fight mma mm-hmm Right. I also had a previous job that like I don't want to talk, but like I had to deal with some shit. Like I had to deal with fucking bad people. Like I don't fuck around. So like if you want to run your, I don't care if you're a comic. You want to run your fucking mouth to me, dude. I'm gonna fuck you. Like this isn't a joke. Like like your words have consequences. Yeah. So like online or not, I don't give a fuck because you know. Like if you're a stranger online, I I really don't care. I really don't. I really don't care. I, I don't care. But if you know me. And you're gonna run your fucking mouth online to me. Hey man, you better have that same energy when you see me. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna. Yeah. Did you did you fight? Did you fight you used, did you used to fucking fight uh, amateur MMA? Did you train for fucking 12 years? Oh, you didn't. Then don't fucking talk to me like you're gonna fucking punk me. Cause I'm talking to you respectfully, and I'm not gonna come at you aggressively unless I have a reason to. Yeah. Right? And all these comics, they just fucking pop off to you. And I'm like, you're five two. <laughs> You're 5'2 and don't know how to throw a punch. You're going to sit here and talk to me with this fucking gusto. Like, hey, man, I'm going to check that because no one has. I will. Yeah. So that's my attitude. and I don't give a fuck. So, like, this guy was, like, talking to me. He started off very respectful about Biden. And I go, again, people don't know the voting history. of Political history. Biden's awful. Harris is awful, right? They're awful for, like, the, for the uh, 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 black community, Hispanic community. And I was being like, well, this guy has like a bad track record. I'm like, Trump sucks. I didn't vote for Trump. I'm a fucking libertarian. I was like, this is very not, this is not a pro-Trump. I don't give a fuck about him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm saying I'm a libertarian. I'm saying I didn't, you guys are being hypocrites. Is all I'm saying. This has nothing to do with Trump. Get that out of your head. Finally, he starts to go, oh, whatever, man. You know what? Get the fuck out of here. Was it your post? My post. (laughs) And I go, all right, man. I go, get the fuck out of here? Okay. I just I just said, hey, man, either... I said, you know what? Here's what we could do. You could publicly debate me on any platform of your choosing, right? Or you could shut the fuck up. He said, I would rather choose to fucking knock you out. Philly or New York, your call. I said, Philly, my man, what's up? <laughs> Never heard back. Because that's what cowards do. And I'm fucking sick of that bullshit. Like, I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of uh, cowards. I, it's like, I don't care if you think differently than me. I really, I love that conversation. Don't get your balls up. Don't act tough. Don't act like your guy's in now. So you're going to be the fucking that side. No, you're just not going to work on Because I didn't let the other side do it to me. Yeah. You ain't going to do it to me either. <laughs> like, it's not happening. Yeah. Dude, like, you remember the commercial from a few years ago? It was for uh, uh, the insurance company, Insurance. It was like a three old ladies, and she was posting a bunch of pictures on her living room bra, living room wall, and she's going, "Uh, I'm posting all my pictures to my Facebook." Yes, or I do. And the other one goes, "Oh, uh, this is not how it works." And then she's like, "I'm gonna block you as my friend." And then she goes, "This is not how it works. It's not how any of this works." That meme pops, or that phrase pops in my mind every time I see one of these people like talking <laughs> about whatever solution they have for economy, like. Not to stay all in politics, but like, no, we don't have to. But people are like talking about, oh, they gotta 
uh, what what is the word they use to uh, get rid of a student that uh, not pardon uh, what's the like to you know get rid of student debt and, and oh just abolish it like just just cancel student cancel debt it, yeah whatever yeah yeah who's paying for that it's like do you th yeah I mean like do you not understand that like someone someone's money went into like it doesn't just go away and like, and, like here's the thing they're not wrong that colleges are fucking ripoffs like they're not wrong like they're right like they're right colleges charge too much they're fucking scams we all know that here's the thing though you did it you you signed up man yeah. like. I, I'm not again. This isn't me being like I don't agree with college. I think it's fucking horrible what they do to kids. I, I I am saying that. Okay, so everyone has to hear that. I am also saying though, you signed a contract as a fucking adult. You're 18. I know you're still a kid, but you're fucking. They're telling you, you're gonna have to pay this back at some point. And you're like, ah, hey man, listen. I know it's and it's fucked up to do 18 year old. It is. It definitely is. But like, you can't because who pays for it? I'm paying for it. Am I gonna pay for your fucking arts degree? Fuck you. Why should I pay for your fucking degree? It, 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 sorry, like it just doesn't. It's not, it's not how that works. Uh, like whenever, I, like I hear people arguing that things should be free, like transportation should be free, healthcare should be free. Like people don't get up and go to work in the morning if they're not gonna get a paycheck at the end of the day, no matter exactly. what system we're in. Exactly. So nothing's gonna be free nothing. ever. Like it may not come out of your pocket like right. straight away but it's not gonna be free there's no way in like and I, I think it's like not a I used to think it was like a the educational system was so bad that people it was a, a bug that made people too many people think that way like thinking uh, approaching problems and thinking about them binarily and just like either black or white there's no like complex solution to any problems but I think it's not a I don't think it's a bug of the system I think it's a feature I think I, I mean, our school system is flawed. It's terrible, right? It's But I think they don't... I don't think there's... Not to be like all conspiracy theory shit, but I don't think there's interest from whoever the elites or ruling class is to have a smart group of citizens... It's well, you're right. To... It's the same thing with gun control, right? Like, by the way, by the way, like, again, this is a very libertarian thing. All gun control is racist, and you tell people that, and they go, no, it's not. And I go, okay, how is it not? And no one has an answer for me. They'll just they'll just throw they throw buzzwords at you. Magazine rounds, mass shootings, school shut up. Assault rifle. Stop. I go, stop. Gun control is racist. You know how it's racist? Because back in the eighteen hundreds, when uh after the Civil War happened, right? Uh and all the uh slaves were freed. The southern states had to try to figure out a way to get control of them again. Because they couldn't do it through slavery because now it's legal, right? So they went, oh, we're going to make sure that black African-Americans can't have guns. And we're going to make it a law where whites have to own guns. And then the KKK ran around in posses rolling up black people with guns to disarm them. Mm -hmm. And then you tell people this and you go, every black person should be armed in this fucking country. I go, I'm the one who's right. You're wrong. You're trying to disarm a, a, a fucking group of people who are slaves in this country. You fucking idiots. And you're going to say, because magazine, shut the fuck up. I'm over that too. I, again, I think we should have every fucking weapon the military could have. Yeah, you should have, you should be able to buy a nuke if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, good luck. But like, my, my point is, and this is the same thing. For the last four years, I had to hear all my my left-leaning friends complain about how Trump's a tyrant, and I go, okay, he's a tyrant, so you wouldn't want a weapon to fight a tyrant? 
Well, that's the whole thing about uh, like whenever the whole riots were going on in, in the summer, like people didn't realize they were complaining about things that were definitely results of big government while asking for bigger government. And it's like, hey man, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I ask myself that every fucking time I have a conversation with somebody like that. It, it, the government's problem uh, answers to problems is we should throw more money in government at it, and it never works. Yeah, there's not a there's a I've I've been trying to think of there's not a, th a single thing that I can think of that government is more efficient. War and killing because there's no like there's no private army in the U.S. at least. No, they're good at war, killing, and 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 uh, and and uh, and prisoning. Yeah, but that's if, it. Even I think private prisons might be <laughs> better than public prisons. No, they're not. They're actually not. The the because they put so what they private prisons run off of uh, of private funding, mm -hmm. and they want people in their prisons to yeah. keep that funding going. So they'll partner with judges, and judges will throw fucking sentences at kids, who are like for like weed, and they're like ah uh, six years. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's no. Listen, the the, the criminal justice system is it's fucked. It's fu and that's the thing is like I agree with a lot of left leaning shit. I'm fucking living there, dude. That's what it is. I go, it's, it, I fucking I hate law and most law enforcement. I hate fucking criminal justice because what they do is like drugs shouldn't be illegal. Most crimes are victimless crimes. What you should enforce are victim crimes because mm -hmm. when you're enforcing victimless crimes, who who who's getting hurt? The person and then the state's getting money off it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt you or me if someone does drugs in their house. Yeah. So why am I paying tax dollars for a fucking drug enforcement team? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's yeah. all to keep the system going. That's why drugs are illegal. Yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah, but my point was uh people were like rioting and 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 protesting all the way. I guess rioting is not, but protesting mm -hmm. is all encouraged. But like, you don't realize your the solution you're asking for is exactly what's causing of course the problem you're complaining yeah. about. And like, there's just I don't I don't know to me that's just so obvious. But there's just so few people that seem to to look at it that way. It's frustrating. It's very especially people that you're close to. You're like, hey man, can you wake the fuck up? It's like, open your fucking eyes. I'm like, the news are li lies to you. Every All of them. Every single, all of them. All the big three-letter words. Yeah. I mean, they're, they they got to fucking sell advertising, so they're not... Like, if there was a good news channel, it would go out of business like two weeks, because who wants to watch good news? Like Right, because it, it has to be privately funded. Sports Center for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I watch the Giants get the dicks kicked in every week and said, don't want to see fucking bad news. I don't got to watch CNN or Fox, you know? I guess watch the Giants take an L. But like, yeah, dude, you're right. I, I, you, you sit back and you're like, hey, man, am I the only one seeing this? Okay. <laughs> you just sit back and you're like, I guess I'm crazy. Yeah, like, I, I thought at the beginning of the Corona thing, I thought that Oh, at least now people are going to realize that everyone needs a, everyone needs to have the right to have a gun if they want to. Yep. And they're like, nope. Yep. Uh, I love the argument that people say, oh, you don't need an AR-15. Like, don't tell me what I need. You don't need fucking 30-pack roll of toilet paper from Costco either, but they sell those. <laughs> you know what I started saying? Uh, when people started saying healthcare is a human right, I started, so, I started saying, uh, so, I started saying, so we're gun rights. And then people start going... Well, no, people, you could choose 
to have a gun. And I go, no, I want the government to pay for my guns then. If that's what you want, it's a right. I want my government to pay for my guns. And they'll be like, well, that's not how that works. I go, no, it's not. But it's a right. Right? So I want my gun paid for then. If you want your health care paid for, I want my gun paid for. It's a right. I think there's... I don't think the people realize that rights aren't... Government doesn't give you rights. They take away your they rights. They take away rights. <laughs> exactly. Like, whatever your definition of rights is, it's like, if you're religious or not, like, if you want to... Like, there's other ways to say this, but, like, they're God-given rights, right? So, like... Human rights. Yeah. yeah. Like, your right to, to liberty, your right mm -hmm. to pursuit of happiness, whatever. There's no government that can assure you... I mean, they can protect them technically i guess but not really not really though look at what happened with all the cities yeah i mean you have tax-paying citizens being like we pay for the police to protect us and the police were like peace and they let them fucking rot man yeah no but i'm yeah but like they can they can on paper protect it and they can right. take it away but they can't they can't there's only it's not th something that they produce or they can give it to you you're right you're so right. it's like I, again, not enough people, I think, see it that way, but which is uh, again frustrating. <laughs> it's very frustrating. It's it's very fr it's especially frustrating when I when I go around. I go, you're fighting me on the issue where I'm telling you I want you to be able to do whatever you want, and you're fighting me. But they don't want. So here's here's the thing. The thing I've realized with like Corona, people don't want to be able to do what they want. I fucking knew you're gonna say that. I agree. They they feel like someone should be taking care of yes. them and yes. the rest of the people. Yes. It's like, yes. It's like big daddy government. It sickens me. And like people are like, oh my God, I'm staying home. Stay home, please. And, uh, and I see like co comics like, I canceled all my shows, but all my peers should be doing the same. Like, how about people take their, make their own decisions Exa and exactly. assess the risk? Exactly. Like what, I mean, I under, like, I understand that like it, a lot of people have died and it's fucked up. Am I supposed to like start saying, "Hey, please don't drive cars," because I have a friend who died in a yeah. car accident one time, and like, to me, that's the same logic. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta live. I mean, the only guarantee in life is that you're gonna die, right? Yeah, exactly. How you die? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, how you die is most of the times unknown uh, until it happens. Sometimes not, but. I'm saying it's like, unless it's like suicide. It's right, now I get it. I get it. But you do things every day that you assume risks with. And uh, like, if you fly on an airplane, on an airplane, you know there's a risk that it's going to crash, right? Mm -hmm. But we also know that the risk is so small that the the risk reward that analysis that you do right. subconsciously. If, un, what is that? Subconsciously, you're right. Yeah. It's higher than not flying. Right. Yeah. So it's all like, oh, am I gonna drive eight days to California? Or am I gonna take a four-hour flight? Right. So you're like, oh, the chances of me not getting there are so small that exactly. I'm gonna take the flight without thinking twice. Now, yeah, the chance of you dying from Corona is probably higher than the chance of the plane crashing. But I think still people need to have the right to make that decision on their own and not have other people judge them for that. I agree. I I feel. A lot of people who need government are weak-minded individuals for the most part, honestly. And, and I know that's a mass fucking vague generalization, but hey, man, 
I don't need another adult person to tell me what to do. Do you? Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't. I I'm sorry you do. But I feel like many of them think they do. Like they're that's like, not my fault though, or my problem, yeah. and that's and that's that's my issue, right? Is they feel that and they try to push that thought on me. It's like, it's like, this is something I, I have argued my wife over, where like uh, she'll feel a certain way, so she'll act like I feel that way too, and I'm like, hey, 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 we're two different people. You feel that way, I feel a certain way differently. Like you know, with whatever we're talking about, like it's the same thing. So I'll talk to these people and they'll be like, well, we need government. I go, well, you need government, and you should be able to vote. Uh, and a place to live where you guys get governed. And I should be able to live someplace where I don't get governed. Yeah. And it's not like there's... I'm trying to think. Like It's not like the things that they want government to do, it's not like they couldn't just do them, most of them, on their own. Like, like the vaccine, for example. Like, yeah, just... If you want, just take the vaccine. But, like, why do you want to force everybody to... It's Orwellian shit. And, like, I'm sick of the fact... That I'm like, does, do you guys like totalitarianism? Do you guys like authoritarianism? Do you, do you guys like 1984? I don't... Do you guys like this? Like, do you, do you, it's okay for, for you, for a, a, a stranger, to force your business down? Where you're trying to feed your fucking... Fa That's okay to you? And for those who are the right sickens me. Because the fucking right, they're all like... Fucking pro police, bat the blue, and then they fucking lock them up for just owning a business. And I'm like, you see the fucking problem? They're not your fucking friends. I'm like, stop defending them. Yeah. Whatever, that's a different issue I have with the police. But like, I go, why is it like, why are you guys just letting this happen? I'm like, I don't own a store, but I'm telling you right fucking now. I I'd probably be in jail. I probably would have fucking killed somebody to defend my fucking because it's like you. you well, this is what I realized about the fucking this Corona shit. Our Constitution means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. I thought it meant shit. It means nothing because in that Constitution, it pretty clearly says like you, the government can't interfere in your right to thrive a business, pursue your life, and it's exactly what happened. They went, "Oh, cool story you had there. Uh, close that shit down forever." Um, but I could access my own risk, and my customers can. No, they can't. No, it's fine because Walmart is open, so you can go but, to Walmart. Exactly, but Walmart's open. It's weird how Corona doesn't work at Walmart. Lowe's is. It doesn't work if you're sitting at a restaurant above eye level. No, if you're sitting down. I'm sitting down below eye level, but if you stand up, it works. It's real weird. Um, Real weird. I did a joke last week that I think we should all be on wheelchairs, then we should all be fine. <laughs> fucking sit down. It's just when you have, like, Gavin Newsom having a fucking lavish dinner with all these California health officials that have a mask on indoors, it's like, hey, I don't know if you guys still think this is the game. But, like, it clearly is to them. And I'm sorry you're a fucking dummy. Yeah. And I, th like, I fucking hate that argument that, like, oh, you can't, uh, people are like, oh, you can't, uh, or whatever, businesses aren't as important as lives or whatever. That's nonsense. They are. Dude, if you invest, like, literally. Of course. No. Eight days a week, like, literally seven days yeah. a week for 20, 10, whatever. Even if it's, like, five years, like. And then someone's yes because of the risk is so small of something. Look, if there was a, a 50 50 chance of someone, I get it. You're right, but there's like it's not it's 99.6 percent survival rate. You gotta you or gotta, seven whatever it is, but you gotta let people. Make but you said people who say that are people who's never worked for a fucking thing in their life. It's people who are entitled or lazy who say that because. To own a business and to that is your his life. These people and this is what pisses me the fuck off. I don't own a business and I get it. I get it. Why do I get it? Yeah. I don't own a business. They don't own a business. So why do I get it and they don't? 
It's because I care about everyone's individual liberties. Yeah. And I care about even these dummies who I fucking can't stand. I still care about their fucking individual liberties. But take it to your fucking crew. If you want, I'm not, by the way, if you want to be a bunch of socialist commies, start a commune and do it. Don't force that shit on me, though. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. And that's why I still have a hard time struggling when I talk to people. I go, I'm telling you, you can do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt other people or take their stuff. And you're telling me that's an issue. Yeah. Where is the disconnect? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's like going back to where I, that's, I see that every day, like multiple times on Facebook or social media. And I want to like just engage, but I just, it's not worth it. There's no, I don't think. And this is gonna sound arrogant as shit, but I don't think there is a many people who are smart enough to be to allow themselves to be to have their minds changed. True, very true. I I, I mean, listen, dude. Like again, I have to listen to my left ideology friends talk about the economy and statistics, and I go, you live with seven other people in a four-bedroom apartment and you have a 91 fucking ford focus as and a, you're gonna sit here and tell me about what's wrong with the economy you can't figure it out because you're fucking dumb or lazy and i'm so and by the way this isn't a brag but i'm, I'm definitely i have a, a decent portfolio of financial stuff these same motherfuckers will sit there in my face and argue me for two hours about how i'm wrong and then turn around the next week and be like, hey, can I borrow $300? Can I borrow $500? I go, oh, wow. I'm so wrong, though, with how I'm doing things and how I say they should be run. But I'm wrong. Weird. Weird how I'm not calling you for money. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's, I think it's a feature of the system, though, the way it's set up, that we have so many people that can't critically think or, or approach problems with, like, like this is like either there's like black and white. No, I'm not saying like racial. No, no, I'm just saying like yeah. you know it's either right or wrong. There's right. no like fucking. They try to solve. Fuck, you're gonna try to solve healthcare with right or wrong. Like it's either all free or it's either all like it's a fucking massive system with so complicated with so many layers. You're gonna like apply one solution for everything. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's like. Of course, I, I, people should have healthcare, but like, I don't, here's the thing. I'm willing to be like, oh, I don't have an answer. I don't know, but I, I definitely know it's not free. I definitely know that. That much I do know. And like, the other thing too, people are like, Obamacare was great. Actually, for me, it wasn't. Actually, it fucked me. For so, parents, like, my, so, my dad quit his job and then he was forced to pay it. He was like, I don't want, right. I don't want insurance because I'm, right. if I need anything, I'll pay out of pocket. And they were like, nope, you got to pay a fee on top of that. I was like, exactly. So you're forcing it, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't have, I had other, but my premiums all went up, and I went, cool, awesome, glad it worked out for you though, and that's the other thing too I noticed about a lot of my lefty friends is, they really don't give a shit about you if you don't agree with them. Like in other words, like the tie turned, so like oh, so now I get fucked and it's fine, but it wasn't fine when you were getting fucked, so why is it fine when I'm getting fucked now? Oh, because you got what you wanted. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, how woke and progressive of you. Fuck out of here. <laughs> the hypocritical bullshit, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess frustrating is the word. <laughs> Super frustrating. I just, I don't know. Uh, I just wish there was a way to 
expand people's mind a little no i don't know if that's the word uh reach through just i don't know if it's like send them abroad for a month and like go live <laughs> like america's the worst country in the world if you've never left yeah dude <laughs> i grew up in brazil like i've seen like people are like oh how could these uh like there's a, a county in massachusetts that is mostly brazilian and they win mostly trump it's like how can you do that I'm like dude in 2002 a left-leaning uh they called the workers party right right uh, government took over brazil mm -hmm. with uh basically kind of the same uh very along the same lines as policies as as biden just took right. over and so then they fucked the country in the ass like mm -hmm. it's still bad as shit yeah it's like what is this 18 years later and they fucking just not only did they destroy the economy like uh, there was a video that i watched once like it seems like brazilian people in the last 15 20 years they lost a sense of ridiculous like they don't know what ridiculous is anymore so like the, the like the things that they accept as normal ah uh, okay like, got like the 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 reality got all distorted and all fucked up and so you see people and then and here's another thing that the the thing they think they're so woke but they're like oh uh they were they, they're like so uh Oh, so these uh, Cubans, they, they, they came up with the, the buzzwords of socialism that made them vote for Trump. It's like, oh, you don't think they can, they can you know, look at a two, uh, <laughs> two fucking different ideas and, and think for themselves? Dude, like, <laughs> listen, I say this all the time. Uh, honestly, I'm, people are probably sick of hearing me say it, but I say it all the fucking time. White academia liberals are the most racist motherfuckers on the planet on the planet because they legitimately think you can't think for yourself if you're not white yeah. which is the epitome of racism yeah. and i go do you not understand see the they're hypocrisy like there yeah. the irony they think you're not smart enough to defend yourself yeah yeah or they know that the they know what's better for you than what you right do. they go we know it's better. We, hey we got this we're gonna speak up for the cubans it's like wow how almighty elites of you all hell-saving white person get yeah. the fuck out of here yeah meanwhile most of those cubans have someone still in their family who lives on two eggs a week and right and the chicken because socialism is awesome yeah uh, it works <laughs> it works so great so good now, another thing that I, I i always roll my eyes when i hear, see it's like people say oh we gotta like landlords are evil and and business owners are evil like obviously you don't understand but don't you understand that they have all the risk like all the risk like okay if like let's say you own a business that has 100 people right and let's say whatever you have a cashier that cashier loses his job he lost what 300 bucks a week so find a new job or he will find a new job as a cashier somewhere because let's say he failed and he lost his job like now the owner loses fails and loses mm -hmm. He lost, he doesn't have, like, what the fuck's supposed to do? Possibly millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. People who... And most businesses, like small businesses at least, like, they'll they'll put their houses on the line. They'll put everything yeah. on the line. And so, like, you lose that. Like, what, what the fuck are you supposed I'm to do? I'm telling you, people who say that never worked or had anything because they never they never worked for it. If you work for something, you, you have a new respect for it. You go, oh, shit. Like, listen, and this is also important to, for people to know. I was at one point like negative thousands of dollars broke, like broke. Okay. Like went through some shit, not like legal shit, like not like anything like legal trouble, but like I went through like personal shit 
where I lost, I had, fuck, I had to pay a lot of fucking money for bullshit. Bookies. <laughs> no, no, I wish. I did. I fucking wish, honestly. Fucking giants. <laughs> fucking giants. Fuck it. They did fuck, they did lose me $40 two weeks ago. That's not important, though. Uh, they fucking hate them. They fucked me so hard. They, they fucked me. They couldn't even win the game. Like, they fucked me twice, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I was thousands of dollars negative. My, I, I saw this on my podcast before. My mom, like, took money from me when they were going through a hard time and, like, we barely had, like, a house to live in. Like, everything's fine now. But, like, I know what financial destitution is. Like, I was legitimately like, oh, shit, we might lose this fucking house. Because people are stealing from me and I'm paying out money. I, I turned it around and now I'm leaps and bounds. Like, like crazy how far I turned around in 12 years. But, like... I understand broke, so don't fucking sit here and be like, you don't, no, 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 I actually was probably broker than you at one point, so I don't want to fucking hear it, I don't want to hear it, I just don't, it's bullshit excuses, you're fucking lazy, you don't want to work for it, that's it. Especially in America, like, if you're, I think if, if you're in other countries, it could be more difficult to make yourself out of nothing, but especially here, like, it's, like, how, how do you explain, like, fucking, the, guy that cuts my dad's grass in Georgia. Right. Came here from, I think, either Guatemala or, not Mexico, but like one of the Central right. American countries. Fucking just bust us his ass. Like, yep. It can be like 110 degrees, fucking humid as shit in Georgia. He'll be fucking cutting grass. How many white kids are going to do that? How many of these white uh, kids of, who went to Harvard are going to do that? One of his sons got a, like a full ride to uh, some college in Tennessee and then got an internship at Google. And then his daughter is like about to become a nurse. Dude, that's crazy. That's awesome. It's. I mean, it's like how, like, what the fuck excuse do you, do you have? Because they they won't do that. Yeah. That that's it. And by the, I won't do that either. By the way, but I'm admitting. I'm saying like, oh, I won't do that. But I'm not gonna be like, I can't figure it out. Well, I'm not doing it. So I know why. I'm just being like, nah, fuck that. It's a lot of work, and I'm lazy. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a fucking difference. I'm making a choice to be like no i don't want to do that they're like i the world and it's everyone but them and like my two big my two biggest pet peeves in life is not taking personal accountability and making excuses oh, yeah. i'm a sports guy i grew up playing football i did mma like if you i played safety if i blew coverage that's fucking on me my fault if I was to be like, well, the sun, uh, my coach been like, cool, take a fucking seat, you're benched. Yeah. Stop making excuses, just get better. And then just, and I take that through life, like get better, like no matter who. And then like you talk to like you, you talk to some young kids, and like this is a stupid example, but I'm not gonna pick examples out of nowhere. I coached this kid in football like two years ago. This kid Dan, you probably gonna listen to this. He's probably gonna listen to this. So Dan, if you're listening. Maybe. I don't know. But maybe I'll listen to this. Because he listens to the shit I post. But like I, I coached this kid in football two years ago. And he just had a hard time like getting it. Mm-hmm. Like getting how to be like a kid in high school. Like getting ha- all. Like he definitely had problems. But he wasn't like slow or anything. He just, you know, had a hard time getting it. You would try to coach him and be like, hey man. You got to run here. You got to run here. You got to run. And you keep not doing it. And keep not doing it. And keep not doing it. It's like, what do I have to say to you to drive this fucking point home? <laughs> to, to, and, he, and, and, and I would be okay if he just said, sorry, I fucked up. But it's, it was always an excuse of why he couldn't do it. Right now, fast forward to today. 
uh, me and a few of my friends, we actually play NHL hockey with him. Mm-hmm. And he'll fuck up in that and make excuses. They go, did you not learn anything from like the football shit? I'm like, stop, just do it. I go, and I know it's a dumb example. It's a video game, but I'm like, but it carries to everything. Like that mentality does carry through everything. If you're saying that about video games, you're saying that about work, you're saying that about school, you're saying that about your friends, you're saying that about relationships. That's just who you are. It's like the comics who blame the crowd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. That's a great fucking analogy. 100%. Yeah, it's like you did like they'd be like that bit of the set. Oh, you guys don't get that or something like that. It's like no, it's just not funny, dude. Like you think Bill Burr wouldn't kill here? Like it's, it's the problems. <laughs> <laughs> right. And by the way, like that's that's, that's the other thing that you have to learn as a comic yeah, too. Way, but... It's okay to not be funny. Exactly. But just realize that it's like if you were undeniably funny, there's laughter is okay. involuntary. So there's of a level that you gotta achieve that just. They're not gonna have a choice but to laugh. And, so, and there's ways to like even do that. Like, if you're, uh, you know, I'm doing comedy. Like, if you count this year, if you want to count this year, eight years. But like, I mean, I don't know if you want to see your counts. But like, if, if something doesn't land on stage, you're like, oh, you guys don't get that. You shouldn't because it would fucking suck. Like, you could do that maybe to like when you're making fun of yourself. But if you're just gonna sit there and be like, oh, you don't get it. What are you? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> are you gonna try to convince him? Yeah, could you convince him to laugh? That's how comedy works. They're talking him out. Like, it's... Good analogy, though, Gus. <laughs> good analogy, yeah. yeah that, that shit, like... I don't... Th- I, I hope I haven't done that. I don't think I've done that. Like, and it's not like there aren't shitty crowds. Uh, like, I've seen... I've been to, like, legit headliner shows where they were killing in the crowd for whatever oh, reason. Oh, dude, yeah. Just wasn't... Mm-hmm. But, like, the level that we're, like, in town here, like, you'll go to, like, Either like either like a, a small like showcase or maybe like an open mic and there's an actual crowd and people blame the the crowd and like are you fucking yeah. kidding me dude there was uh and this is recent I told a story on my podcast too where me and the headliner we it for sure was half on the crowd because this is what happened uh I was opening it for my buddy Mike Dialta who's was, who was headlining supposed to be four comics on the show so mike me featuring middle guy uh opener and then my buddy hosting buddy who hosted goes up to 10 minutes bombs brings up a guest spot for a dude this 10 minutes bombs Just 20 minutes of bad comedy up front mm. first guy goes up does more time than he's supposed to does okay but now it's like 30 something minutes of bad to oh okay comedy other dude goes up. He's supposed to do 12 to 15. He does 25 minutes. But and he was up and down. But towards the end of his 25th minute, I start looking in the crowd and they're all just doing this on their fucking phone. Just like not paying attention. They're just done. Because they've been through like an hour show already. Yeah. And the headliner didn't even go up yet. I remember I look at Mike. I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do well. <laughs> I, just, I remember just like walking up and being like, all right, I'll just hit him with a little crowd work, and they just, no one wanted to fucking talk. They were spent. Like, they were spent. Like, you clearly see them in their eyes. They're like, I don't want to hear you. Like, I don't want to hear you. I was supposed to do 15. I did 10. And I was like, see you later. (laughs) And then then Mike gets on. I've never seen Mike not do well. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mike bombed. And I was like, we got the fuck out of here. I was like, we got the fuck out of here. That was one of those shows. It was just one of the, you know, and like, sure, I probably could have done a better job. A hundred percent. That's why I'm saying it was 50-50. But 
I've been doing comedy long enough where I know if that if I went on first, I probably would have fucking crushed. It just it is what it was. You know, yeah. it just it is what it is. But I ate my shit and I was like, God, I haven't had it in a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh summer of last year, I was I had just got back to Atlanta, so I was like going around the open mics and yeah. the shows in Atlanta and like you see like funny people and and but it's not like there's like some sort of outside of LA and New York, I feel like I mean not now, but like up before Corona. Most comedy scenes will have a couple legit comics mm-hmm. and then a bunch of decent, mm-hmm. or like still learning, and then a bunch of garbage. Yeah. And so I would go to these Atlanta shows and they're like funny. You know, you get used to the level of it. It's like good, right? And then I went to uh to LA uh, last year and I went to a show to, just to watch at the comedy store. It was like Theo Vaughn after, and then Joey Diaz, and then uh, Sebastian, and then like a bunch more other people, like like yeah. back to back to back. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. There's like a whole different level to this. Like, like it's like watching basketball the YMCA versus <laughs> yeah. fucking all Dude, uh, Neil and I went out to uh, Neil's my co-host of the Cult of Us podcast. Um, Neil and I went out to uh, L.A. to do. You mean Hannah Gatsby? <laughs> yeah, Hannah Gatsby is my co-host. Check of out us. her. Uh, <laughs> check out his uh, Netflix specials. Both of them. <laughs> They're not good, but he's on Netflix. So what am I gonna say? Uh, <laughs> that's so funny, dude. Side note: When you fucking randomly, I know I said this for you before, but we're on the podcast now. When you randomly trash on social media, it makes my fucking day. And you haven't done it in a while, and it's bummed me out. I'm just saying. Th- start, start again. It, because we'll just post something like in- innocuous, and you'll be like, you look like a fucking loser. <laughs> like I won't be that mean, but like you'll just bash your eyes. You're like, what the fuck, us? <laughs> oh, what were we just talking about? You went to LA with him. All oh, right, we went to LA and um, we had some shows out there. But we're, while we were out there, we're like, "Hey, let's go to the comedy store, right? Let's see what's, what it's about." So we 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 went some LA comics just to hang out, like you know, we not zero chance of performing <laughs> fucking comedy store. We just uh, went a chance to hang out and we were watching some shows. And I'll be honest with you, though, a lot of the comics, I was like, eh. "But was it like a? It's the main room." Okay, yeah, so. And I was like, eh, I, Kyle Dunnigan fucking crushed. Uh, what else did we see? I forgot. Well, Kyle Dunnigan, yeah, but like, I was like, I was like, I was like, a lot of these comments, you know, headlining comments, you would know. I was like, all right, man, I don't know. That's not that great. You know, it's weird because, um, so apparently it was really not great until about seven years ago yeah. when Rogan got uh-huh. back there. And I went in 2016 for the first time, and I think it was still. I think there was still some leftover of whatever garbage they say that like was from the nineties or early two thousands there. And like I I saw like some good shows, but there was like especially like towards the end of the show, like later tonight in the original room. It's like like this dude that like did impressions of like a frog for like ten minutes. And I was like, What the f like, Oh yeah, dude. We had uh you know Jamar neighbors? Yeah. We were in the belly room and he got like he was legit bombing on stage, like legit bombing. And then started walking around the stage tops and just calling everybody fucking, uh, I don't know, I want to say it, but uh, F-A-G, G, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, cool, man, you're past here. That's awesome. Like, you know, that's all I kept thinking to myself. I was like, you're fucking past here. Yeah. And like, you just ate shit in your response instead of just being better was to walk around the tabletops for dramatic effect and just fucking call everybody fucking homophobic slurs. It's like, cool, man. I guess not all of the sets. I get it. I get it, dude. But like, 
that's fucking unprofessional as a comic, dude. Right? It's fucking because like you, I'm not doing a good job, man. Because you were, like you gotta kind of had to be there, but you saw this the wheels go off. Like as a comic, you saw it, yeah. And you're like, oh, you're just fucking losing it dude like you're not this isn't like you trying to get the room back like you legitimately just lost it like mm. and it was like this is embarrassing for you yeah well what i think what i was trying to say is that from the first time that i went in 2016 to last time in 2019 I, maybe it was just coincidence the days that i went but it was like even the, the level was already high in 2016 but it was like higher in 2019 so i think they were getting rid of the guys that were like there for a long time but just like getting spots for just because they've been they had they had been there but weren't doing great because the guy was talking about the, the the impression of the frog i saw him like i think three separate nights and it was like are you fucking kidding me? it's fucking crazy <laughs> but theo vaughn joey diaz and mascot that's a great fucking 45 minutes of comedy right oh, there yeah. and for sure i have the I, I can find the picture later but it, it was like unbelievable like like everybody was good like i think uh ian edwards was on it uh oh yeah uh fuck who brad williams so it was i also and this is just me and i know i know other comments some other comments like this but like neil's not like this but like uh i i i, f I have a hard time going to see sh comedy shows like sitting in the audience because i'm like i'm not one of you like you know what i'm saying like, i know it's silly to think that but i'm like i don't know i just I guess it's like an ego, but not like an ego like I'm great at all. It's not that ego. It's like an ego of like I, you're in the audience and like I shouldn't be. I should be watching from a different vantage point. Mm -hmm. I know it's silly. I know it's fucking stupid, but I feel you know. I don't know. I mean, I was being a bitch, but like I just, I, I just feel like I'm like I have a hard time sitting there and being like, what am I doing here? Like I'm a fucking comic. I should be like hanging out with comics. Like just fucking or trying or doing a show myself. Like I shouldn't be watching. Like Big J, and I fucking love Big J. I think he's one of my favorite comics in the world. But like, I don't know, dude. I know it's fucking stupid. I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb. I I like watching it. I say I like. I I find it weird, like when people. Not what you, not what you're saying, but like, there's people that say that they they don't like. Any comedy. Oh, that's weird. No, but but like they like performing. It was like that's weird. It's like. I guess like if Chappelle said that, like, yeah, there's like, I, I, right. I tried a joke once. So like, I don't want to be the funniest guy. I want to be the second funniest guy because I need someone to make me laugh still. Like, right. That's like, a good point. If you're the hottest person in the world, the hottest person in right. the world, no matter who you date, you're going to be dating down. Like, right. You punch it down. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So That's like, true. you need at least one person to be better at whatever you're doing than you. So just, I don't know. Uh, That's a good point. It's a very good point. All right, I just wanted to, uh, before we close, just one more topic that I wanted yeah. to address. How underrated is underboob? I, I got to be honest with you, dude. When I was younger, right, like, I cared way more about this shit, but I'm married and I'm older. I'll be 34 next week. Like, it, it doesn't, I'm not excited anymore seeing random tit. And it's a bummer because like it's a bummer. It is. It's like a part of me died right as a as a guy. But like, what am I gonna do? Cheat on my wife? I'm not. No. Like you know, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna be like cool and slap it. Like what am I gonna do? Jerk off? I'm not gonna jerk off to. It's it's like it's like it does nothing for me now. So it's a bummer. But I'll answer as younger Adam. <laughs> younger Adam 
Doug Underboob, and uh, I feel like the, you didn't see enough of it back in the day. And I feel like it's a much newer thing. But older Adams doesn't give a shit. It's a bummer. I feel like we still don't see enough. You definitely see it way more with the Instagram more. and stuff. Yeah, but like... Back in the 90s, no Instagram, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, remember the, I think the first time I saw it was... Uh, it was definitely like online pictures when I was like 12. Fuck yeah. And I was like, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't take it off. Like, leave it like that. Like, <laughs> dude, I stopped watching porn. Because like, my brain was just... Like bad. Any, any, I just stopped watching porn. Yeah, like I, I, I stopped like with like any like production. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I oh, that was always never really for me. <laughs> but like, I just I was like, this is wrecking my brain. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's really not good. Like that's the thing too is like, the people were like a few months ago were like talking about banning porn. I was like, no, like it's definitely. Not good, and you f- sure you shouldn't watch it because <laughs> I really do think it fucks you up. But like, I'm never, I would never say not have it be, yeah. you know. But like, it definitely, definitely fucked me up. I think for sure mentally with that shit, Cause especially when I was younger. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's just too accessible nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it's I like it. I could watch it on my phone. Let me show you something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what? Wait, what type of phone is that? I, I watched is that. Uh, Samsung. That's so funny. I just, I, one day I was like, someone, t- like, I, I, it was after a comedy show. Someone was like, can you watch porn on your watch? And I'm like, challenge accepted. And so I, I figured out you can't watch videos, but you can, like, put GIFs and then what, like, as if they're How pictures. How do you put GIFs on there? You just download it to your phone and then transfer it to there. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. It's just bouncing boobies. <laughs> Yeah, but you could just yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right, because it's a uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I I just yeah, I just I don't know, dude. It doesn't like I I never ever gave a shit about strip clubs ever. I went twice in my life. I was eighteen both times. I was like, oh, I don't need this. Like it's I'm paying money for a girl to fake be interested in me to not have sex with me. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. I never understood it. It's different in different parts of the country, I think. Okay. That's uh, fair. The first one I went to was wherever, when I, I went to college in uh, Champaign, Illinois, or I guess the strip club was in Urbana. They're like sister cities. So, and it's called the Silver Bullet. And that's fucking, you. the entertainment value is just how, you're just inspired by how confident these chicks thinks that they can make a living being naked because it's like, they definitely shouldn't. Like, <laughs> And bullet holes and fucking bottle Dude, there was, star wounds. She had like three uh, cesarean scars. scars. So funny. Like look like a fucking ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I just like it's like if I tried to I don't know become like a a fucking swimsuit model. It's like what the, people be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like, those those strippers are like, what the. Fu-? But like in Atlanta, it's just a whole different culture. Like, well, I heard it's like the shit down there. People just go to like hang out and have a drink, and like, it's. It's kind of, it's, if you're not familiar, it's, it's, I know it sounds creepy, but like people just go watch games and, and I mean, of course there's more stuff, but <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's like different, like prices, like in Atlanta's cheap, like really, I mean, drink prices are regular, like to get in is usually either free or like 10 bucks. Really? 
like I've I, I know like L A is expensive as fuck. Like I went. To, well, so. yeah, L A and New York are r- ridiculous. I mean, I from from there, New York, it's so expensive. Like I mean, the cost of living is crazy. All right, so I guess we could close with this. I don't think I've told this story in the podcast, but a few years. So the, that first time I went to the comedy store, uh, it was a Saturday. And I was just in LA, just hanging out, just vacation. So I went to the Santa Monica Pier just to see what it was like. It was like the tourist place. And I had the tickets to see a show at a comedy store, like 7.30, I think. So it was about 5 o'clock. Like, all my life I've heard about how bad the LA traffic is. So it's about 5 o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get an Uber. It's probably going to take like an hour and a half. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll get there like with an hour to spare. It takes like 15 minutes to get there. <laughs> so I'm like, what? And like around the comedy store, there isn't much, right? It's like, there's like a hotel. Yeah, it's not there. I know there's nothing there. Starbucks. People don't understand. It's like, it's like very residential. Yeah. West Hollywood is like a lot. It's like a lot of residential mixed in with a lot of like, but like the comedy store is very like residential area. <laughs> yeah. So I walked like a half a mile down the street. There's like a Starbucks and across the street, there's a, a strip club yep. it's called uh, the body shop, I think. I'm like, hey, am I gonna fucking sit at Starbucks for two hours? I'm like, let me go check out his titties. <laughs> so I walk in. It's like, dude, it's so sad. It's like 5:30 on a Saturday. It's like the sun's out. <laughs> uh, it's the most depressing time to be in a strip club. And I walk in. There's like literally, there's a stripper on stage. There's another one like hanging out with a guy at a table. And then there's a guy sitting next to the stage, uh, with headphones and his laptop. Yeah, I think he was like writing a script or something. That was very. It's so Hollywood. <laughs> And That's the like, douchebag Hollywood thing to do. And so I, I just sit down, and it was like it was like thirty bucks to get in, but you got like two beers. So I was like, whatever. And so I'm just like drinking my beers, just watching the one stripper on stage. And uh, this other chick comes talk to me. She's like, "Hey, you want to get a dance?" I'm like, "How much is it?" She's like, 40 bucks." I'm like, "Is this fucking remix of hi- uh, November Rain and Highway to Highway <laughs> to Heaven?" I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, no thanks. And then I'm, I'm I finish my two beers. I'm about to leave. And this guy walks in with a brown paper bag, and he goes, uh, sushi for Sarah? And the chick that's on stage, she goes, God damn it, don't say my real name. <laughs> and then she got back, she got down, took the sushi, paid the guy. Oh, my and God. And she sat, she sat, so now the, the stage is empty, and she sat next to the guy that was writing his script and ate sushi. That's so fucking <laughs> funny, dude. That's such a saddest circle of story, like... Dude, my friend used to just on Staten Island. You should just pay like used to fuck strippers in in like the back. They used to pay like two hundred bucks and fuck strippers. I was like, yeah, man, that's gross though, huh? <laughs> I was like, you know, I like, just don't pay two hundred dollars to fuck strippers. You can just go fuck a chick. Like you're a good looking dude, just go fuck a chick. <laughs> like it's it's weird. I don't know. I I I, I get it. And I I get it though. It's like I don't want to deal with anything. Just but two hundred dollars is a lot to get fucking syphilis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get roving herpes, sir. <laughs> All right, I think we've how much time have we done? Like, uh, fifty four. Yeah, that's good. Uh, can I plug my shit real quick? Yeah, uh, guys, check out uh, Nerds with Words. Nope, <laughs> nope, it is not that. Do not look up Nerds with Words because you will find nothing. <laughs> look up uh, Cult of Us podcast. Uh, it's available everywhere. You get podcasts. Uh, and uh, follow me at Adam Nutter Twitter, Instagram at Adam Nutter Comedy on Facebook. You guys have a whole network here. It's called Drop Tent. Drop Tent Media Network. Yes, we have a whole network of podcasts. I'm looking at the shows right now. Yes, we, have, we added Cody. one more. It's not on the wall yet. Oh, shit. Yeah, we have one more. It's not on the wall yet. Dude, uh, I've been trying to... I met a guy called... His name is, His first name is Rob, and his last name is Cody. So his name is Rob Cody. That's pretty funny. And I've been 
pitching for Rob and Cody to have him <laughs> <laughs> on the show. He's talking about uh, just their names <laughs> the whole time. Just don't deviate from that. Actually, Rob Cruz is coming on Cold of Us next week. Welcome to What Up with Rob and Cody. Our today, our guest is Rob Cody. <laughs> Let's Rob. make that happen. Rob and Cody, do it as your, as your overlord. <laughs> I want it done. All right, guys. Uh, I hope to uh, pick up again with uh, more consistently putting out episodes. I'm going to be going to Atlanta next week, so I'll have people to actually want to talk to me. And uh, hopefully I'll, throughout the rest of the year, put out once a week. So, But until then, I appreciate you guys, uh, all 13 of you who are going to tune in and listen. And uh, Adam, thank you for taking the time. Thanks for having me, brother. Let's uh, do it again sometime. And uh, peace.